You're listening to Filling the Storehouse Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. Ready. 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 Get it. Let's get it. Oorah, right Marine Corps, hardcore double, double dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is up? This is Stu, and that's David, and that's Mike, aka Devil Dog. Um, and uh, this is filling ah. this podcast. Um, and uh, we're pretty fired up about this episode today because uh, we have a pretty, pretty rad dude, pretty rad dude on there. And uh, Dave is going to give a little bit more information uh, on, on our friend Mike. Um, and uh, Dave, I'm gonna turn it over to you, buddy. Yeah, man. So Mike, uh, one of my favorite people, just an awesome dude, an awesome man of God, a servant. He, uh, we've known each other what for a couple years, Mike. So the story behind my introduction to Mike was, uh, you know, Stu and I were starting this business, Storehouse Three Ten. We didn't really have a lot going on. We knew one of the tenants was to give. We were looking for different things that we wanted to give to initially we thought it would be building a house but uh just you know our, our hearts were being pulled in a different direction and so literally one day i looked up veterans suicide i think i don't know i was on the internet i was driving to dc i dialed the 800 number and uh mike answered and we just started talking chit-chatting started talking about jesus started talking about marine corps just started talking about like whatever we were talking about it's just kind of like two meatheads in a locker room like you know i was just started talking it was immediate connection um but the parts that were important were important right the parts that that we really resonated with uh, felt like i was talking to a brother a lot of that probably had to do with our shared faith uh and and we just hit it off and then within a matter of days uh, he connected us with the founders of of warrior's heart i don't know if he connected us You, you were kind of the 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 main point of contact and we had set up a plan and then, Hey man, everything from there is, is, is history. So Mike yeah. was my introduction to warrior's heart and uh, just an awesome dude has an amazing story. I'd encourage you to go listen to, he put out a podcast, a few uh, episodes talking about his story. We're going to get into some of that here today, but just a crazy story, just amazing. Um, you know, God working through his life. It's stuff that you wouldn't even believe, man. You could, they can make a movie off that story. I just, sometimes I'm like, what? Maybe one day, maybe one day. And you write a book. Yeah. yeah, right. That's uh that's all my goals. That's one of my goals, actually. I, I want to get a book out. I do. Yeah, you know, and, and you have a there's there's a significant barrier to entry because you're a marine and spelling's not a strong suit, I'm sure. So uh well he could use some cr- like crayons, crayons to write it out. Just yeah. I have them on my desk just in case because people like to crack jokes, so I like to throw crayons back. So <laughs> That's you, good, man. You don't eat them, do you? When I'm hungry? I mean, yeah. What else am I going to eat? <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, yeah, Mike, just looking forward to this conversation and and you sharing. And I'll, I'll turn it over to you just to kind of give us, you know, a bit of who you are. And, and man, I, I got my listening ears on today because you just, uh, you, your story is amazing. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate y'all bringing me on. Uh, uh, I know we've been talking about it for a while. Um, and so... So it's, it's good to finally connect. It's been a while. I remember that first conversation uh, when y'all called. I was actually like, you know, God works things out, right? And, and uh, I was not supposed to be at work that day. I was filling in for a teammate on a Saturday. And uh, so that's, I mean, that's, you know, like you said, the rest is history. Um, he just works that way. And, and uh, I appreciate the introduction. So yeah, I, you know, I was in the Marine Corps from 2006 to 2010, as y'all know. And um Deployed a couple times, deployed to uh, Fallujah first and then Ramadi um, in the latter part of the 2000. And, uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was just your typical, right, typical Marine deployments. Um, and uh, my time in the Corps was good, man. It was, we had fun. Uh, it was good. Picked up rank. Everything was good, right? And uh, we lost a Marine to suicide, actually, uh, on our Ramadi deployment. And that's when, uh, you know, that's the things that you're not trained to, to, to deal with, right? You're not, we're not trained, we're not trained for that. We're trained to, you know, uh, triage combat, right? You're in combat, something happens, triage it, medevac it, whatever, move forward, push through the mission. That's, that's what you're trained to do. 
Uh, you're not trained to respond to suicides. You're not trained. It's just not something that's, it might be now, you know, I got out in 2010, but it wasn't then for sure. And, and when that happened, uh, you know, things it, for me, you know, took a spin, uh, a quick downward, downward spin. And, uh, you know, started, uh, as y'all know, started, you know, I was drinking already, but then I started really abusing alcohol to deal with not only that, but other things that had happened in my life as well. It was just, uh, everybody has their story and everybody goes through what they go through when they're a kid, when they're a young man, whatever, everybody has their story and nobody's life is perfect. Right. But then you compound those, whatever those issues are with some trauma and it makes it worse. And then you start thinking too, that you're, you're messed up because of this one incident. And that, that's not even the case. It's a, it's a, a, from, from years, boom, 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 boom. And then the catalyst. Uh, and that's what happened to me. And I didn't understand that right then. Uh, and so life was a struggle after the Marine Corps. Uh, it was, man. It was, it was hard. And then uh, let me see here. So touching on that struggle, right? So uh, it's hard. The transition is, is very difficult. Um, y'all know this. Y'all see it all the time, especially where y'all are at in the, in the, in the, in the service. Y'all see the transition is tough for your guys and gals getting out. Because uh, it's different. You lose your identity. You lose your identity. If your identity is, is Marine or Sailor or Soldier or Special Forces, Green Beret, Ranger, Airman, whatever, if that's your identity, and it is because that's what they, that's what they beat in your head in boot camp, right? That's what you are. You have to be because your, your, your teammates have to rely on you to maintain that identity. So that's what you, you embrace that identity. Then when you get out, you lose that identity quick. It's gone, you know, and they say once a Marine, always a Marine, right? Well, yeah, I believe that, but that identity is separated because you can't act like that in the civilian sector. <laughs> you just can't. I tried it and I went to prison. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, man. That's but, crazy. It, uh, so, you know, thinking about that, um, that, that transition, um, you know, now that you've kind of been through it and, been through the hard times of it and, and i want to get through that piece of the story too um mm -hmm. how how would you recommend kind of preparing for that you know and preparing for that transition i mean david and i are coming on up on it pretty soon we have about a year and a half left of our service and um i mean i i'm i'm nervous about it i, I honestly am and uh i'm just curious kind of what your thoughts are on, on how to prepare for that uh yeah great question and i think y'all are on the right track to that transition with what you're doing now with storehouse in these podcasts and these episodes and all your, the 30 days of gratitude, right? Y'all are on the right track because you found another mission, another mm -hmm. purpose. Like that's, that's what the problem is, is we go balls to the wall up until we're out and then, and then, Whoa, pump the brakes. Right. So in regards to the transition, like it's really important. And I think it helps out a lot. If you can, probably six months before, or even, even longer, a year before, you know, you want to get out, start working on that next mission. What is that mission in my next life? What, what purpose do I have outside of the military? And if you can find that, it'll help you detach from that identity that you currently have, and you can embrace that transition. But if you're holding on, like I did, I held on to the, you know, hoorah, yut, yut, devil dog, kill, kill, up until discharge. And that's not how, normal people uh operate <laughs> so no, that's get, yeah y'all are on the right track man no i think that's great advice and and I'll, i i kind of want to get into uh some of your some of the the you know the tougher parts of your story as well to you know really to highlight uh for our, a lot of our listeners that that you know life isn't always easy it's not always good it's not always better getting out or staying in or any of those things that the significant life changes happen uh, we react differently and, and you can really get to a pit quickly, right? Especially with the holidays here. And a lot of our listeners may be able to resonate with the fact that there's, there's just difficulties and the holidays bring out different things for a lot of people. It's a ton of joy and it's family and it's remembering those good times. But for a lot of people, it's a struggle. You know, it's, it's something that's, it's a time that for a lot of us that, that find great joy in this period, it's hard for us to understand that a lot of people, it's just a, it's, it's the most 
depressing part of the year for them. And, yeah. and, and I think that your story will, will just kind of help tie some of the stuff together and, and it's entertaining. And I hate to say it, I hate to say it because it's you and I, and I love you. And, and, but <laughs> you, your man. story, your story is crazy, man. There, there's some crazy stuff in your story and, and it gives you the bona fides from the experience to be able to talk to people and say, Hey, look, man, I, I get it. And they're like, no, you don't understand me. You're like, no, dude, I get it. Yeah. You know? I get it. So, so yeah, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and I'll, and, and I'll, I'll just mention this real quick. I use, I do, I use my story uh, and I laugh about it. I joke about it um, because life needs humor. Life needs joy. Life needs laughter. And if you can find it in those dark times, it, man, it brings out the light. Uh, it really does. But yeah. So, so just jumping real quick, right. I got out of the Marine Corps, right. So when I got out of the Marine Corps, I, uh, I got a good job, right. That was, I've always, God has always looked out for me. I've got a good job right off the bat. Oh, it always happens. Always happens. Do I deserve it? No. Did it happen? Yes. Got a good job, made good money. So what did I do? I, that, that money fueled my habit. I was partying every day, every single day, drinking, drinking, drinking. And I didn't see it as a problem because I could pay my bills, right? If I can pay my bills and I don't have a problem, that's not true. We think it is, but it's not true. It's not true. Just because you can pay your bills doesn't mean you don't have problems. And, but that's how I was thinking. And uh, I was working in the oil field, drinking and partying. And, uh, you know, I thought that would, that's what the identity that I needed, money, right? That was my identity. I wanted money to make me better so I didn't have to have any more problems. And it's just, that way of thinking is just so twisted, but it, it's so real to so many people even wealthy people, they're attached to their, they're attached to their money. And there ain't no way to live. Um, and this disease doesn't discriminate either. It doesn't care who you are and it doesn't alcohol addiction, drug addiction, PTS. It, it didn't discriminate against me. And I'm a, I'm a blood bought child of the King and it didn't discriminate against me. Uh, and, and, and I struggled like that for many years. Um, been in jail numerous times. My, my dad was a pastor, okay? My father was a pastor of a non-denominational church, nice little Christian church out in the middle of nowhere. And my mom worked in the church with him. We didn't have a lot of money, but we were raised right. We were raised right. We weren't raised little hellions. Um, but it doesn't discriminate. I fell into the sway of addiction like that. And um, so that, you know, that my parents had to deal with that. Right. Like, oh, my gosh, praying, praying to God every day that he would intervene and change. Right. But it's in his timing that things happen. It's in his timing. It's not our timing. We can ask all we want. It's in his timing. And uh, so life went on, man. You know, like I said, I got arrested numerous, numerous, numerous times. And uh, I'm not proud of any of them, but it's kind of I don't know, man. It, 30 times is a lot. There's 30 a times. There's some humor to that. Yes. <laughs> 30, I forgot yeah, that 30 number. Times. I forgot like three zero. Yes, 30, three zero. Yeah, still how, how many years? Zero. <laughs> how can like in how like in how many years? Like five years, ten years? From two from 2010 to 2015. <laughs> oh, dude. Man, you're an overachiever, brother. You are an overachiever. Like, you're gonna you. do it. I'm not if even gonna at do that. it. Like yeah. right, it's impressive. It's yeah. impressive. And and you know what, though, to that, um, I never went to prison. I did go to prison, but up until 2015, I hadn't. So I'm a veteran. And the court systems are very generous with veterans these days. Uh, and that, I'm not saying they should be harder, but what I'm saying is for me personally, that really, that I got in the mindset that nothing, nothing worse other than bonding out the next day or the next week was going to happen to me. So there was no consequences to the way I was living, right? It's like, get arrested, go to jail, get out, live life, get arrested, go to jail, get out, live life. That cycle, it just kept going on. Arrested for fighting, arrested for DWIs, arrested for assaults, arrested for drug possession, arrested for driving without a license, arrested at the DMV for trying to get a license. Like, yeah, we had a little family. Okay, funny story for you. I got a tax return check and I was super excited to cash it. Okay. And, uh, 
I go to the DMV and I couldn't afford to pay for my uh, $20 for my ID. Okay. So I had to call my family. My family came up. So I had a little family reunion at the DMV in Bernie, Texas. And the lady, she's sitting across the computer and she's like, sir, this is, this is taking a little too long. And uh, my computer's acting up and I was like, okay, whatever. And I had my son there. He was like two years old, maybe one years old. My mom, my girlfriend looked like family reunion. And then the cops show up, arrest me. I had an at large warrant. Didn't even know. That's the kind of life I was living. I didn't even know that I had this kind of trouble hanging over my shoulders. And, uh, you know, what happened? Went to jail, bonded out, cashed the tax return check, and the rest was history from there. And, like, that's how my life was up until 2015. Um, 2015, so my son, I'll I'll jump forward. My son, in 2013, my son was born. His name's Tristan, and uh, he's seven years old now. And I thought, right at the beginning of this talk, I was saying I thought money was going to change me, that maybe that would be my new identity, that I could embrace good job, right? That'll change me, and it didn't. And then when I found out I was having a kid, I thought, well, this for sure is going to change me. I will get better for my son, right? That's a good reason, right, to get better for your kid. It is, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that you can't change for anybody but yourself. You can't, you have to change for yourself. You ha- and it, that's a hard pill to swallow. I realized when I was in prison that I never, I never loved my son. I never loved my son up until that point that I was willing to change for myself. That's when I, that's when I showed true love to my son. I got locked up in 2015 when he was, uh, two years old. And I, for drug possession, evading arrest, like I, I went out with a bang, overachiever, right? Woo! And uh, you the know, Marines. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I should have brought my crayons in here. Uh, <laughs> throw it at the at the at the camera. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was the final straw. I went out with a bang, and and that was it. And that was the best thing at that point that could have ever happened to me because I I should have been dead, you know. I tried to take my own life in 2011. That didn't work. Um, you know, I should have been dead numerous times over, intentionally and unintentionally. You know, it should have happened to me. I should have happened to the people around me. I was so reckless. Um, you know, I got, before you even go into that, check, check this out. So I had a red Dodge, okay? Uh, Dodge Ram. I, got, I had it before I joined the Marine Corps. And when I got out of the Marine Corps, I put a bunch of Marine Corps stickers on it. And I was in a car accident, uh, completely intoxicated. Uh, drugs and alcohol. I was in a car accident in San Antonio and I was rear-ended. I pulled out in front of somebody and they rear-ended me and I was intoxicated. It was my fault. Totaled my truck, totaled her van. And I thought, I woke up in the hospital. I thought I killed somebody. I did. I, I thought my life is over now. Like, great job. You know, you done, you killed somebody. Well, it turns out I didn't thank God. Um, and I should have gotten charged for attempted intoxication manslaughter, right? Like it was a bad accident. And this lady's son had just got out of the Marine Corps. Okay. And the last thing she saw before she hit my truck was all those Marine Corps oorah stickers on the back of my truck. And she refused to press charges on me in court. Refused. Out of that whole thing, I had to pay $600 restitution. And that's a blessing. But, man, I needed some consequences, to be honest. What did I do a week later? Got a new vehicle, was drinking and driving, and, and being just as stupid as I was before. Like even, even something as serious as that wasn't enough to change the things I was doing. And, you know, some people don't understand how serious and how difficult it is to change the course you're on when you've been on that course for so long. It's, it's, it's what people struggle with when they serve 20 years in the military. Yeah. You've been in the, in the army for 20 years. And now I'm asking you to get out and go work at a desk. Like that's going to be a struggle, you yeah. know? you get your routines, you get your habits. And unfortunately mine were all bad. Um, 
But yeah, so I went to prison 2015 and my son was two. And that was where I, I really, I was sitting there. I have an honorable discharge. I'm not a criminal. I've been arrested like a criminal, but I'm not a criminal, right? You know, I, and in prison, I thought like, how am I here? What, like, what, what, what is, what is the purpose? What's my purpose now? What's my purpose now? And the Lord, man, the Lord, he spoke to me, like not audible voice, none of that, but my heart changed. Uh, my heart changed. While you're and in prison. That's when, I, when I was in prison. Okay. In, in, in what was supposed to be the darkest place I could have ever been, right? The, the penitentiary in Texas is horrible. Yeah. FYI. In case you were curious, <laughs> it's a horrible place to be. But that was where I felt at the most peace. Mm. I was at the most peace in prison with my Bible and my thoughts. And I thought for sure that was going to be the darkest place I would ever be in prison with my thoughts because my thoughts were twisted, but my heart changed. My heart changed. I finally knew what it was to love my son. I knew, I knew that up until that point, I hadn't loved my son. If I loved my son, I wouldn't have been doing what I was doing. It, it, that it's hard to say that. You know, because because I'll tell you all day long, I've loved him his whole life, and and I have, but it was with a, uh, the the it was just a emotional love, right? My son, I love him. They were words; they weren't enough to change wasn't, your heart. Wasn't from here. No, it was just words. Yeah, it was just words, man. So what, Side note: I'm probably the only well, I'm not the only person, but uh, you know, I had a daughter while I was in prison. While you were in prison? While I was in prison. I went into prison with one kid. I came out with two. And they're both mine. That's a, that's a great accomplishment, dude. It's crazy, man. Isn't it? O- overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I mean, so what was it? What, I mean, what was it in prison? Like, I mean, just, was it just one day, you know, God talked to you and just completely changed so, you? So I, ha- I was, so I was, I was reading my Bible. I was working on my relationship with him. Uh, I was really, you know, I grew up in the church, so I, I, I wasn't uh, um, new to understanding, right? I, I, I put my faith in Jesus at a, as, at a young age, um, so I wasn't new to that. So I had a good understanding of how to read the Bible, how to study it, like the, the, the main principles, if you will. Um, so it was easy for me to jump into it. Uh, it can be difficult for a lot of people to just jump right in and, and, and be willing to believe everything it says. Yeah. That can yeah. be difficult yeah, for a lot of people. Where do you start, right? Right. But do you start at page one or do you start New Testament? You're like what, where, right? Yeah. So that was easy for me. But I had a dream one night. I had a dream and I, I in this dream, there was this super bright light. My body started shaking in real life, not in my dream. Like I, it, I was shaking and that woke me up. And it was just a super bright light. And ever since I woke up, I, I haven't, my heart's been different. My, my, the, my way of thinking has constantly gotten better as the years have gone by. Uh, I've grown personally. My understanding of, and my faith have grown. I haven't had any desires to drink or drug anymore. And I was drugging, I was drugging bad, bad, smoking meth, taking mm. pills, I was strung out. I went from a hundred or I went from 245 pounds when I got out of the military and I was in the oil field and I started smoking meth and using drugs. I dropped down 164 pounds. My mom thought I was dying. She wow. saw me for Thanksgiving one year and thought I was dying from like AIDS or something, some crazy disease. Like I looked like death was at my door. Um, and life hasn't been the same since man. Man, that's crazy. I told, I told you, I told you listeners that he has a crazy story. Um, and, and I'll tell you the, the part that's most amazing to me is the, just the redemptive power of your faith, but the, but there's also a lot of very practical, um, you know, steps that you took as well, right? There's a lot of self reflection. There's a lot of effort to intentionally uh, spend time doing the things that would better yourself and, and there's, there's fruit from that. Right. And for, for folks like us, obviously the, our faith is, is huge as paramount in that entire discussion, that process. And, and I truly believe, you know, God 
absolutely had his head on you and was blessing you because you should have been dead and killed a number of people, it sounds like. Um, yeah. but, but that didn't happen. But he's preparing you for now, right? He's preparing you for this moment to be the man that you are now, to be the, the mentor, the guide, uh, you know, the, the, the person that people can... You pick up the phone, right? Like that's when I think of Mike O'Dell, I, the, the line that I always think of is just, he picks up the phone. And that's mm -hmm. for the people that are calling us struggling. That's for, you know, Stu and I call him looking for, for causes to support and to be a part of. And, and I'm just kind of curious as, you know, as you go through this crazy story and this redemption, like, what is it, you know, what are you seeing now? Like, you know, we talked the other day and you said, Hey man, I just got off the phone. I had a number of phone calls over the holidays. And, and, and I'm just kind of curious that transition to what you're seeing and how you're helping others uh, during, particularly during this time. So, yeah, man, thanks for bringing that up. It, it's very difficult right now, um, not for everybody, for everybody struggling, veteran, first responder or not, regular civilian. Like it's tough throughout the holiday season. Uh, and I, you know, yeah, man, Warrior's Heart, this is Mike. That's like, that's, I say that every day, probably hundred times a day. Warrior's Heart, this is Mike. And some calls are really great. Like when, when uh, someone like yourself calls and I'm able to share and have a positive conversation and then other calls are not so great, man. People are struggling out there. Um, especially during the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, like these are supposed to be happy times. And most of us have a police officer in our first responder are working the holidays. Someone's got to make sure we're safe at home for the holidays. They're working the holidays. Now, our veterans or our active duty military and our veterans, they deployed for the holidays. And maybe something didn't happen traumatic on Christmas Day. Maybe Christmas Day was a, a beautiful day in Iraq or Afghanistan or Somalia or wherever you were. But what happened six months before that, right? What happened a week before that? You're in combat. Something traumatic happened. You lost a buddy to an IED. So you're, that whole deployment is, is attributed to that traumatic event. And you have the holidays in that deployment. So now your holidays are attributed to that traumatic event. So up until the time you joined the military, you had positive, happy holidays. And now all of your, all of your holidays are connected to a traumatic event. They're connected to that deployment. And now you're adding in addiction and substance abuse, alcohol, uh, you know, drug abuse, whatever, on top of PTS. I mean, that's a, a cocktail for death, man. So these time right now is, is crucial for us to, when we know someone is struggling, reach out. Like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people will say, I wish someone was doing something about this, right? I wish someone would call so-and-so, or I wish someone would step up and help change this community, or I, right? But like, look, who, God created you and put those thoughts in your mind for you to do that, right? It's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to, it's up to whoever's listening. If something was put on your heart to reach out to somebody or you know somebody struggling, you got to call them. It's not someone else's job to do that, right? That's why God created you, right? He didn't create someone else to do what he, you're supposed to do. He created you to do it. And, and we, we try to be here, man. We're here. We got someone on the phones 24 seven uh, to answer any calls. Like we're here through the holidays. Thanksgiving was a tough one. Uh, the day of and the day after were tough here. The calls that were coming in were, were not the normal, I'm so-and-so, I'm struggling with addiction, I need help. They were, they were rough. We were here to handle them, but, you know, it's, it's a tough time. But you can make it through it, right? You can make it through it, but you got to have that support. People like myself, like you, like Stu, uh, like the people on our team here at Warriors Heart, uh, the, the resources y'all have on base, the, the nonprofits out there, there's, there's tons of resources, the veterans crisis line, like they're out there, but who wants to call and talk to a stranger about your problems? Right. Yeah, that's, man, that's huge. Um, and you know, what, what I've uh, been starting to learn and understand a whole lot more is uh, some of these, some of these feelings and some of the, the stuff that uh, happened back then, like it, it takes a while to kind of, to kind of, you know, resurface. And um, I'm actually personally going through a little bit of that myself. You know, I, I deployed to Iraq in 2008, 2009. And every single Thursday, we had rocket attacks. Every single Thursday, we just called them IDF Thursdays, indirect fire Thursdays. 
right? Um, and every single Thursday, we'd put on our 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 battle gear, we'd duck yeah. down and hope for the best, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, for me, um, it wasn't until 2000 and uh, what was it, 2013, I think. I was over in Italy, stationed in Italy, um, and uh, living uh, out in town. And like it, it, the Italians, like they kind of live in like little combines. And it was it was New Year's Eve, and they just blast fireworks like no other, just all night long, like mortars and just like, and and it's in this little like compounds that like ricochets and it's like super, super loud. And I found myself like down on the floor cuddled up in a little ball like a little baby my wife was like what what is going on what are you okay I was like yeah yeah I, I don't know and um and and since then my wife has kind of noticed every now and then that I'll get like super irritated super annoyed like with like loud noises and like with my kids like banging on a drum or something like that I'll like kind of lash out at them and so you know I'm starting to like see it I mean and that it's been 10 years 11 years and uh and so for me i'm i'm starting to notice it and my wife is starting to notice it and so i'm starting to like i'm personally starting to like talk to people about it and um and uh so it's like real and it, it, it took a long time for that to all like surface and so knowing that that's possible and knowing how to combat that um is super important and you know i've right. kind of started to write like try to get into like some meditation and you know, PT is always, I've always known PT has been super helpful for me. Um, but, you know, talking to people and reaching out and, um, you know, I think it's super important to, to do that. And um, man, spot on with like reaching out to other people that you could think of that might be going through that kind of stuff. Um, you got to, and, you know, something that we're really big on here at Warrior's Heart, and, and I'm big on it too, in my personal life now is the why, right? The why. I, I always want to know why I'm okay with a lot of things, but as long as I know why, right. If yeah. something changes, why? Okay, cool. If you're doing this, why? Okay, cool. And something that works for me personally is uh, journaling meditation and journaling. And when I've done journaling at the end of the day, I can go through that daily journal and go, why? Right. Why? Maybe those were uh, relevant thoughts that are now irrelevant. You know what I mean? Or maybe there was a reason why I thought those. And then I can talk about why. I can think about why. And that works for me. Just simply when I'm irritable or whatever, write down my thoughts. You don't have to write pretty. You know, I use crayons, okay? I use my field pad, my weatherproof, my weatherproof <laughs> proof, uh, field pad with a crayon, right? Y'all know it. what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. And uh, just write down your thoughts. And then later on in the day, when you're, when just now go, why? Why was I feeling that way? Were my kids being allowed? Okay, well, maybe like their kids, whatever, you know, but just the why, trying to figure out the why behind your thoughts is easier when you're, when you write it down. Yeah, no, and I, you know, Stu, I really appreciate you sharing that. And, uh, you know, we've obviously talked about that. And Mike, appreciate you being so candid about, you know, your, your past. And, and I'll tell you, just this little fellowship group right here, right? We're talking about it. And, and I think when you're able to talk about that stuff, you know, you're able to laugh about it. You're able to add some, you know, cause we all, we, we, there are so many people out there that are struggling with this stuff and that the, you know, this might be a tough part of year and, you know, may have some, some PTS and, and even chemical dependencies or whatever the issues may be. And I'll tell you, you're not alone in it. Right. right. And so if you find groups like this, like, that you can just sit and talk about this stuff and laugh about it and, and, but address it. That's one thing I love about my conversation with Stu and you, Mike, is they're always deep, very deep conversations that help me grow almost all the time. And, but there's also a bunch of laughter. They're defined by laughter. It's a core value in our company. I mean, it's Stu, right? Like Stu's talking about something serious, but you keep like, how do you not laugh at that guy? Right? Like yeah. it's, it's almost impossible not to laugh at the dude. Just look at him. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, but you're able to bring that stuff. You're able to laugh about like the, in the moment of your imprisonment and, and all the life trauma that has, that got you to that point. None of that is funny. It's, it's sad. It breaks God's heart. Uh, yeah. It's something you never want anybody to ever go through, but you're able to, the resiliency of just people 
if you find the right group and you talk about it, and I would encourage you, you know, Stu and I are always available, right? Just give us, give us a call. And I'll tell you like at some point during the conversation, if you're chit-chatting with me, like we're going to laugh about something, you know I mean? There's going to be something that we're going to laugh about. Stu, you're probably gonna laugh at him, right? Like that's the best part about him is that you can just laugh at him. And laugh so at him, laugh with him, laugh with him. And, and, you know, and then maybe you cry together, but, but you get to a point where um, you address these things that are so deep seated and you have an opportunity to get them out and, and you feel better. Like I feel, I feel better just having this conversation, listening to you guys, um, you know, share and, and, and just the, the conversation in and of itself. And I pray that, that somebody listening to this, to this uh, episode can, can equally grow, whether you're military, whether you can relate with that, the, the, the combat side of it or the personal trauma, right? That, that just recognizing it during this time, uh, there are those people. And as we highlighted in our, our gratitude for friends, you know, friends are the family you choose and you can find those people, open up to them. And it, it can be an intentional exercise in, in self-healing and, and growth. And, and I love it. So thank you guys for sharing that. Let me, let me ask you one other question, Mike, yeah. um, since you're kind of, you know, in it, in it every day and, and having these conversations, but, you know, what if we switch it and instead of, you know, you being, you know, all, all good and reaching out to somebody else, what, what if someone is struggling and they reach out to you um, and, um, you know, you're the person receiving the phone call, like you every day, you're receiving that phone call with someone that's struggling, um, how do you handle that? And, and, and what do you say to that? Um, you know, what's, what's the, and I, I know that's probably not an easy answer. Um, but, but kind of how do you handle it on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Uh, and, um, it maybe two years ago, it wouldn't have been an easy answer, but, uh, you gotta find common ground. And unfortunately I have a lot of things in common with people struggling. <laughs> uh, you know, again, it's do, you, funny, do, you, right? do you do like a comparison? Do you ask them how many times that they've been to jail and right. be like, oh man, I got you. I got right. you. <laughs> I got you beat. Um, no, but it's, it's finding that commonality, right? Like, like, oh, you don't understand, man. I'm fixing the man. I think I'm fixing to go to jail. I'm struggling. Like, no, I get it. Let, I get it, man. Let's talk about that. Like, and, and if I need to give you some accolades, I will, you know, like let's find that common ground. Uh, it doesn't have to be service on service marine like it does it just that common ground are you a veteran me too uh you know and like i are you are you a police officer i've ran into a few police officers before like let's talk man just even even finding humor in that like will get people to connect it's about that connection and asking the right questions um people people don't want to get bombarded with a ton of information you know, the phone, this thing right here is a thousand pounds when you're struggling. So just the fact that it rang, I already know that it, I'm seconds away from this, this person hanging up on me. If I answer, I'm like, hi, you've reached, you've reached our helpline. Um, can I, can I direct your call, please? Like, that's the last I will ever hear from that person. Um, but just being genuine and finding that connection, what can you connect with this person on? Um, whether it be addiction, depression, military service, uh, parents were preachers, whatever it is, people will talk to you if you can connect with them. No, that's, that's huge. And, and again, it, it boils down to, you know, one of the, one of my favorite verses, uh, and Stu and I talk about this one quite a bit is uh, be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to anger. Right. And I think that that quick to listen part of it. I know for me, uh, self-admittedly huge challenge, right? Cause my, my mouth, huge challenge. my mouth just wants to go and, and potentially my ears want to hear my own voice. Right. So, so I, and I acknowledge that, but when you just shut up for a second and listen, you know, you have two ears for a reason and one mouth. Right. And right. so, and so when you just open up those ears a little bit, you find that, that do we, uh, at the end of the day, we all, essentially want the same things, right? We, we want the holidays to be great, a great time. We want great memories. We want our families to be healthy. We want to prosper. We want peace. We want all these things. And, and so we're not all that different, you know? And I think that, you know, you highlighting that is, is something that's, if once we realize that it, it opens the door to conversation and op- opens avenues to uh, connectivity and, and connectedness 
that that are, are relatively easy to find. I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's and definitely it, 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 just shut up, right? It's just like sometimes you just got to shut up and listen. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, so another another kind of war story um, that uh, you know. So I, I asked that because um, I had someone reach out to me, and um, and they were struggling. And, and I honestly, I didn't know how to handle it. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, kind of thinking back on it, um, I, I think I was trying to like fix it, like right then and there, um, and try to like find solutions uh, to, to what he was going through um, because he was a little bit junior to me. He was a pilot um, in my squadron. He had done a deployment to Afghanistan, saw some things, did some things, regretted it, like, you know, stuff going through his head, emotions. And I was trying to like validate it and um, fix it. And, and, and I should have just listened. I should have just listened. Um, and um, it's tough. We want to, we want to fix people, people. We love people. We, we want to fix people. We want to fix the situation. We want to come save. We want to come save. Right. Um, but again, like it's, it's, you have to change, right? Like, what we can do is help guide you that direction. You know what I'm saying? The best thing to do when someone's struggling is to help guide them to their own solution, right? The, a good solution, but, but help, help them make that decision. Uh, we always want to be that one to come save and, and like, no, you need to go do this. People don't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear that, right? When, people, when I needed help, I did not want to hear I needed help. I was, I was okay with saying I need help. But as soon as someone said, you need help, I shut, shut it up. No, you, you don't know what I need. Right. Cause I was filled with anger. I was, I, I was, I was mad at the world. Right. So, so it's about sometimes just listening and, and not, not telling them what to do, just listening and, and saying maybe what you would do. This is what I would do, man. Like I was, I was feeling the way you're feeling. This is what I would do. I should practice that with my wife more too. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably be better for me. Uh, I know it'd be a, better for David. I know it'd be better for David. Yeah, yeah, this is what you should do. On wow. the next show. <laughs> yeah. I fell, hit my face <laughs> on the doorknob. Shower. Doorknob. <laughs> yeah, shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I've experienced with this. Um, hey, so uh mike we're kind of getting to the the hour mike and i want to ask you the hour mark mike and i want to ask you just uh just a couple more things real quick but so where do you see like you know you're in uh doing warrior's heart crushing it awesome part of the staff doing amazing things like where do you see yourself going from here where do you see yourself in you know five ten years i know that's something i've been thinking about a lot actually lately um i know that I will, I will be serving people at what capacity position or, or, or location. I have no idea yet, but I know that if I stop serving people, I'll start to serve myself and I will self-destruct. The second I start serving myself, I'm going to destruct. And, and so I know that that's what I'll be doing for sure is serving people. Yeah. No, and, and you're amazing at it. Right. And, and I think it takes an amazing uh, amount of self-awareness to say what you just said too. Uh, I think that's, I think that's awesome. Powerful, man. It's, I mean, you know, what, what if, uh, what if we all had had that type of mentality? What if we all were just like here to serve people? And that's that, what the world needs so bad. Stu. Right. Right. That's if, if we would, if the world would come together and serve each other, like, serve each oh other. my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, we're on a mission to do that. You know, I, I think, I think this, this platform has been uh, tremendous for us. I think David and I have, have seen, um, man, we've, we've seen some blessings come out of this. So um, you're, you're encouraging us to continue. And, and I thank you for that. So it's awesome stuff, man. Thanks, um, let's, let's talk real fast, just kind of a brief overview. I mean, and we've talked about it before we've, we've talked about warrior's heart, but, uh, you know, for those that, that maybe didn't listen to early, early podcast episodes, 
Um, just tell our listeners what, what Warriors Heart is all about. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, if you don't know anything about Warriors Heart, we, we are a private, uh, fully accredited, fully licensed facility uh, exclusive to first responders, active duty military, and veterans um, struggling with substance abuse, and that can even be substance abuse along with PTS or ang- anxiety, depression, uh, moral injury, survivor's guilt, right? Those kind of those co-occurring disorders that come along with your time in service, whether that be police officer, firefighter, paramedic, or uh, part of the military or veteran community. Um, we are here because we're, we're, I'm no different than anybody else, but what I've gone through is different than other people. And we're here to provide a special program for people like you and me that, that, that have, have provided service to our community and service to our country. Now, Warriors Heart is here to serve them. We do it in an amazing location. We got 543 acres out in the hill country of Texas, right? Y'all been here. Well, well Stu's been here. David was here on uh, uh, camera. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, we, we, were, we were like FaceTiming him and showing him around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got 543 acres out here. We do things different. There's, there's, You can't expect to go somewhere and get healed it's it doesn't this is an ongoing process it's a it's a daily part got to be part of your daily grind um we help equip and fill your toolbox up with the tools you need to succeed in your recovery when you get out of here you got it it's up to you to use those tools though right you got to use the tools but that that's what we do uh, and, and we do it in a private facility we've got wood shops metal shops canine therapy uh cooking classes with our executive chef art warriors art fishing uh, gym right all of the they're cool they're fun but they're therapeutic by design right you need to you need to find something that resonates with you something that you enjoy doing that's positive so that when you go back home and you get irritated because your kids are screaming, you know what works. You, like, okay, you know what? I really get a lot of therapy out of cooking. I'm going to go make a snack while the kids scream in their bedroom and then whatever. If that's what works for you, that's what works for you. Or go create a wood shop in your garage or whatever. Go for a hike. Go fishing. There's a lot of things you can do. Journal. Find out the why. Um, there's a lot of things you can do to get you out of those triggers. Cause a lot of the times what it is, is a trigger happens and we react immediately. And that's, that's our downfall. We react immediately to that trigger instead of stopping and processing. And usually within, I don't know, 30 seconds, it's gone. Yeah. But we, 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 we right. Sometimes you got to shut up, right. When something happens, stop, all stop brakes, pump the brakes. It'll go away. Uh, but yeah, so in short, that's what we do. We, we, we equip people to, to get out of here and be sober, confident warriors in their community. Awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, well, sweet, Michael, thank you so much, right. buddy. Now you, uh, I'm really looking forward to hopefully once this COVID thing uh, subsides and we're able to do a little bit more on the military side and travel, I'd love to get out there. Stu and I are talking about getting out there. Uh, just fellowshipping with you guys, you know, putting in some work, uh, sweating a little bit out there. And, um, you know, just, just really grateful for you, for your story, for your willingness to share. Uh, and, and, and probably mostly uh, for your willingness to pick up the phone, dude. Uh, I think that that makes you uh, an absolute warrior. And, and I know that there are countless lives that are saved, lives that you won't know until you get to heaven, that, that just the, the sound of your voice and the, um, you know, you, you offering your ear has, has given people. So it's a gift, the gift of life and, and just so grateful for you, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah, brother. Back at yeah. You. Hey, how can people get a hold of you, Mike? Uh, so just, we got, uh, you can get up, there's a, uh, uh, on warriorsheart.com. Uh, you can fill out a information web inquiry. You don't have to leave a lot of information. If you want to just leave an email or a phone number, uh, do so. And then one of our teammates will reach out. Um, and yeah, just 
just get on there. It's awesome, dude. Well, I know this brought a ton of value. Um, it brought value to me just in this hour conversation. So I appreciate you. Um, it's great to see you. And, um, um, you know, so everyone listening to this, I uh, hope you guys um, hear it. And, you know, for, for those that are struggling through the holidays, um, you know, take some of this stuff, rewind it, listen to it again, um, reach out. Warrior's Heart um, has a ton of resources um, and, uh, you know, for those that are just uh, our listeners, share this, tell other people about it, pick up the phone and make that phone call to someone that you might be thinking is struggling through this period, um, is important. It really is. And, uh, and, you know, uh, if someone calls you, then, uh, just listen, just, just listen. listen, just listen. Um, all right. all right. Uh, give me five star reviews, David, maybe one star, uh, devil dog, Mike, like 10 stars um and uh subscribe everything else and smack uh, that thumbs up thumbs up <laughs> give me, give me lots, lots of likes lots, lots of, likes. of likes exclamation points exclamation points and hearts <laughs> Stu lives for exclamation point exclamation no, i live off of hearts heart. i live that's off, right i like you lots do. of hearts um all right say that again what huh <laughs> what i what what? <laughs> You're dumb, let's, dude. Let's go fill your <laughs> Hey. Go fill your storehouse. How about that? Make it a great day. Fill it up. Thanks for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and share it with someone you love. And if you really felt inspired, leave a five-star review so we can continue to grow and help other Christian entrepreneurs fill their storehouse. If you're interested in creating financial freedom through real estate investing, be sure to check out our website at storehouse310turnkey.com. We'd love to serve you through our platform of building the kingdom. Just click on the contact link and we'll apply to you as soon as we can. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go for your storehouse and make it a great day.